Unique Ways with Thomas Gerard emerges with people from all walks of life who through their own unique angle succeed and flourish. Enjoy the ride and welcome to Unique Ways, an audio podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Unique Ways with Thomas Gerard, an audio podcast. Joining us is a distinguished guest today. He's known for exhibitions of his experimental photography and painting, and also working across a range of media and subjects, as well as teaching and writing. Please join me in welcoming Evan Lee. Welcome. Thank you. Um, are you ready for 20 questions? I'm ready as I'll, I'll ever be. Great. Number one, tell me a little bit more about yourself. What do you do? Uh, well, I guess as you uh, introduced me, I am a visual artist. Um, I've been practicing, oh, probably probably for over twenty five years now. Um, I make I make art objects. Um, I make pictures, uh, often mostly known for image based work. But um, I I like to experiment and tinker. Um, if I was to sort of summarize what I done over all this time. Um, I think I, I like to combine things, um, maybe things that are unexpected in order to make new things, um, like mixing traditional art techniques and, um, and new technology. Uh, to give you some examples, I started out doing a lot of cameraless photography. Um, and then lately, I've been making oil paintings that they come from uh, digitally manipulated photographs. Um, and I've also been making paintings out of very old material, which is shoe polish. Awesome. Um, just a note for our audience, we're kind of building out our visual artist uh, representation here. We had uh, Jermaine Coe on and um, Garnet Hertz, who Dr. Garnet Hertz, who sees himself as an artist as well. And uh, early on, we had Senia Sue, who is a great Vancouver-based art or um, Lower Mainland-based artist. So uh, yeah, glad to build this out. Yeah, good people, good company. Great. Um, number two, what's a key piece of knowledge that makes you different? Uh, it's not, I wouldn't say it's knowledge per se, but I do think that I've consistently approached my art in a way that's very open. So I, I haven't, you know, uh, I haven't really done the same thing um, too many times over. I'm, my mind is more like I jump to the next thing. Um, and I just kind of really remain open to a lot of different influences. Um, yeah, instead of, and also instead of sticking to my ways more as I get older, I feel like I'm still quite willing to experiment and try new things in the studio. Um, but also, yeah, being being open doesn't just mean like looking for new and different things it, it also means looking to the past and uh and looking at even things that are kind of common or cliche great and number three why this of all things why do you do what you do i guess i've asked myself this a lot over the years um but i've never been really able to come up with anything conclusive uh, i like i know that i like making things um I like experimenting and I'm quite curious and I enjoy stories and ideas. And I think art lets me indulge in all these things. Nice. And four is uh, one that sometimes people stumble on, but the question is, what does your future look like? <laughs> um, I can see why they stumble on it. Um, 
I, I don't know. I don't know what my future looks like. Um, maybe it's, and maybe that's kind of an unexpected thing because I'm actually quite a planner and I worry a lot, um, which means that probably I, I, um, I would be, you know, that would make me someone who considers the future a lot, but I think like I'm doing, I hope I'm doing all the right things I can, um, in the present to set me up to have a good future, but that also means I'm too busy and stressed out in the present to really imagine what the future would look like. So I'm kind of busy preparing for a future that I don't know what that's going to look like. Great. Yeah, that sounds in line with a lot of the answers. Um, number five, let's talk about location. How does the notion of place play into what you do? Uh, it's a pretty big notion for me. Um, I'm, I was born in Vancouver and I've really only lived here. Um, my parents had to move around the world uh, looking for a stable place. So in a way, I feel like, why not stay? I don't have to move around. Um, why not take, take advantage of a, of a place that's quite, um, in some ways, stable and, and safe, but also new and interesting um, in maybe unexpected ways. In fact, even within Vancouver, I've kind of only lived within the same two or three kilometer radius. And that includes the hospital that I was born in. And even my grandparents are buried in a cemetery that's like about a kilometer away from where I live right now. Um, so yeah, I think I know this city pretty well. Um, it's, it's a diverse city. And um, so with my work like with my figurative paintings in particular just thinking of something kind of more recent i've been trying to depict um, people and places that i know um, but it's also like a city that's changing super quickly and i want to try and document some of those changes um, through my painting we've just started a, a second podcast which is an in-person podcast in a podcast recording studio here in Vancouver and Canby Village and um yeah definitely loving being in Vancouver and being uh being settling here and and feeling feeling at home here um number 6 is if you had to start from the beginning what advice would you give your former younger self um yeah it, that's another one that i've thought about before and it it's kind of one of those things where I, I don't think I would really change a thing. I, I'm really happy with um, where things en ended up. Um, but I often have thought about trying to advise myself to really just trust myself. Um, I think I've had lots of doubts um, more than I ever should have. But I think that the, the good way that things have turned out is because of these doubts. Nice. And number seven, what's a day in your life like? Uh, my days these days are pretty, uh, pretty habitual. Um, nothing too exciting happens. Everyone in my family, for one reason or another, that's, so my family is my wife and my 11-year-old. Um, we're all early, early risers. So we wake up at around 5 or 6 a.m., um, and then there's a lot of, there's a lot of domestic stuff that kind of goes on before I finally get to start work, um, probably around 9am and my studio is attached to my home. 
So I make a coffee or a tea, and then I kind of just start working on whatever project I have in front of me. Um, sometimes that means spending all day in front of a computer, which is not my favorite thing to do. Um, but also that could be like, you know, painting all day or building something in the studio. And I think I like those days a little bit better. Um, yeah, I'm pretty productive, um, but I'm also really easily distracted. I, I do a lot of the cooking at home, so try to fit in going to get groceries or prepping for meals and, and cleaning up. I like making things from scratch, um, and some things end up taking a really long time to prepare, like if you're making bread or having to soak beans. So I, I try to have a lot of those th things going um, as I'm working, basically. So I'm running back and forth between home and studio quite a bit. Um, that's pretty much it for the for the daytimes. Um, like I said, it's quite routine um, and I'm really tired by after dinner time. So maybe a little bit of TV and then bed again. That's great. And I'm hearing the word making a lot. You know, Garnett Hertz is just releasing a book about DIY culture and about maker culture and making has definitely been a theme that's been coming up a lot um, in the podcast. It sounds like you're in that realm too. Yeah, I think um, I definitely COVID played a big role in that and, and just having all that time to kind of uh, reset and, and start making things from scratch for sure. Nice. And number eight, lifelong learning is a popular topic. How do you stay up to date? Um, I don't know how up to date I am, um, but I do watch a lot of YouTube, um, mostly for like instructional videos, um, podcasts, somewhat. I went through a, a, a big period of listening to like food and culture related podcasts while I work, um, particularly when, when I was working in front of a computer. Um, and then Instagram for all its, its sort of pros and cons, um, it's really made me aware of a lot of great art and artists that I never would have before. Great. And what tools do you use? Are you both digital and analog? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I use both. Um, I use, I use a lot of traditional art materials and hand tools. Um, but, um, I don't. I, I'm really definitely not sort of up, super up to speed with like how, how, you know, one might, you know, be considered a digital nomad or something like that. Like I'm not a, a Luddite. I've been around computers my entire life and I do use tech quite extensively, but I like working with like big screens and, and uh, computer towers that can be tinkered with or reconfigured. Um, yeah, and then on the other, like everything I have is is at least ten years old, except for when we had earlier when we had technical problem problems. Uh, ironically, that was like a brand new MacBook, um, and I preferred things. I prefer things to be wired and offline and not on the clouds. Um, but yeah, in, uh, in contrast, I also did recently get a cheap three D printer, and so I guess I I I kind of I'm interested in both both ends of that world, just like I was saying about with my art. Nice. Yeah, we're trying to extend the podcast into different realms as well. We um, 
have a digital twin built out in VR chat in that you can look at in uh, in Meta Quest to um, the Oculus Quest headset. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's identical to the real thing. It's pretty crazy. Um, number ten, how do you deal with work life balance? Um, I feel pretty fortunate. I don't have a nine to five job. Um, so I was always there for my family, um, both for both for the early years of um, my child growing up, and and then increasingly now for my parents who are really getting much older. Um, so I don't really feel much of a push or pull either way with regard to work or life. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to be pretty balanced. Great. And if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you be doing? Well, I've realized that in, in terms of the work I do, I really like to problem solve. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that would make me good in many different areas. Um, I like to think that I would have been a good scientist or maybe a psychologist, um, but maybe those things are just too ambitious. Uh, I don't really know. Um, I can't really imagine doing anything else, um, but I do really enjoy fixing things too. So maybe I could be a repairman. Um, yeah, in terms of different creative fields, uh, if I was to practice a different kind of craft I think maybe something something that's less um that manifests itself less physically like perhaps writing or something because one thing I've become really conscious about lately is just how much materials get used and and how many things I produce and have to store so I think it'd be nice to kind of create without um without producing a lot of objects Great. And what would you not like to do with your career? Hmm. Um, with my career, well, I don't know. I mean, do you mean like what kind of um, jobs would I hate doing, or what what parts of what I'm currently doing um, do I dislike? Well, I'll tell you my example. So I went to art school in my late teens early 20s but if i didn't go to art school i would probably be working in the family um, business realm which would probably mean i would be working in a lumber yard and i would definitely not like to be working in a lumber yard so that's my example right um i don't know i mean it's interesting if you ask that because i've had a lot of different jobs in my life um and it's weirdly um my parents also didn't have a lot of expectations for me to become you know a doctor or a lawyer or anything like that um i've always found something interesting about all the different odd, odd jobs i've had in my life so i'd like to think i'd be able to find something i'd i'd enjoy no matter what i was doing um i i definitely think that uh i prefer to toil away on my own and mm. get things done rather than to have to do with anything public facing um, I'm, I've, I've tried, I've tried to expose myself to doing things like marketing. Um, and I don't think I really like that type of work. Um, and also I really quite dislike making, making decisions. <laughs> Great. Um, 13, what's your favorite word, quote, or sentence? 
Um, hmm. Well, I'm not going to share any words specifically, but there's a number of nonsense words that my family and I use all the time uh, with one another in, you know, different situations. Um, they're perfect to express certain emotions and, and situations. So I'm sure I'm not the only one uh, who has this, but yeah. Great. How about a least favorite word quarter sentence? I'll have to go back to my family again. And mm-hmm. there are so many words um, from the the current uh, preteen lexicon that are that are really annoying. Um, probably right now it's the misuse of aesthetic. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what I mean, just just check out how teens use the word aesthetic on YouTube. <laughs> Interesting. If you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what word would you choose? Indecisive. What keeps you up at night? Uh, I'm pretty much exhausted by the end of the day. So I've been known to fall asleep, like right when my head hits the pillow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my real problem is is staying asleep. I wake up constantly. I wake up early. Um, I don't know why. If I'm lucky, I'll, I'll just be able to fall back asleep. But more often than not, um, my mind just goes to the usual worries from big things like what's happening with the world or uh, to just smaller things like the things I'm going to have to get done the next day. Great. What's a dream you're chasing? Hmm. This is also a really hard one. Again, I I just really do feel very uh, content and Hmm. fulfilled, but I guess I guess my dream is to be able to continue to create work purely on my own terms. Um, and I, I guess, okay, here's a practical dream. I'd love to have like a lot of space to work in, which I currently don't. Okay, final stretch, number 18, what inspires you? <laughs> this is another difficult question. Um, and I never really have an answer to this. Um, I love humor. I love comedy. Um, I like hearing stories about people's lives and um, also when something goes wrong in a good way, like happy accidents, I think are quite inspiring. Any advice you'd like to share? Um, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm in much of a position to give any advice. <laughs> Okay, that's cool. And finally, number 20, how can our listeners keep tabs on you? What would you like us to to follow? Um, any calls to action? Um, yeah, these days, probably the best thing is um, via Instagram. I'm not sure if you're posting links um, because then I'd have to spell out my Instagram account. I think it's at studio underscore Evan Lee or something like that. At studio.evan.lee. That is my Instagram handle. Um, I also have a website at evanlee.ca. Um, that's basically like an archive of my work. So you can see things chronologically going back about 25 years. Perfect. Well, you know, so 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 awesome to have you on and to start to build out this art world artist um, community here and, and to see how everyone connects in that way. Um, you know you're you're a great addition and uh, and awesome to to be Vancouver um, connected. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you for for having me.
If you like today's podcast, I encourage you to have a listen to other episodes. You can easily find them at uniqueways.ca or wherever you find podcasts. You can also find us on social media. And thank you. It's you that makes these great, and it's you who these are for. Stay tuned for more unique ways.